We are rolling. Levels are good. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Rainus, and with me today is Pastor Ben and Pastor Jim. And yes, uh, Tara and Missy are still out, but we're glad that you've joined us. And if you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And before we read it, Jim, would you open us in prayer, please? Sure. We thank you, Lord, for your love for us. We thank you for your word that is uh, sitting right before us now. We thank you that through that word, you can speak to our hearts. And so right now, I pray that you would do that for the three of us sitting here, but I pray that you would also do that for those who are listening. I pray that you would uh, just use your word to uh, form our lives into a way that's pleasing to you. So we thank you and praise you and love you today. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And today, God wants to remind all of us that marriage is good. In fact, marriage is God's good gift to people. And so to get us warmed up, I'm curious, how did you meet your spouse? All right, guys. In fact, it's just us guys here today. So uh, how do we meet our spouses? You want to kick us off, Ben? Oh, sure. Um, So I tell everybody that um, I was my wife's gym teacher, um, and we fell in love. It's a little bit of an exaggeration. I was a senior in high school, and she was a freshman. And uh, I was one of the uh, PE instructor leaders, student leaders. Um, and I, I, I met her there. I knew her there. Um, her family had started actually coming to our church just a few years before that. And so I knew of her. I knew her there. But we didn't actually start dating until almost four years later when I was a senior in college and she was a freshman in college. And um, we had known each other and everything, but... Um, we, I had come back from a summer trip um, out in Colorado for a church leadership training, and she was part of a Sunday school class that I was a part of, and I had just uh, emailed her and said, hey, get the, get the crew together. I'd like to, um, you know, I'd like to just share my experiences. We went out to Hacienda, and everybody kind of funneled. That's why you like Hacienda. That's why I like Hacienda. Everybody uh, funneled Leah and I together, so we <laughs> sat right next to each other. And conversations and emails and things abounded, and we uh, started our wonderful love over chips and salsa. Chips and salsa, man! Oh man! No man! Now, now I know why. And now you know why I go to my happy place when That's I'm right. at Hacienda. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm like, I hope you avoided the uh, the refried beans that. Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um, when when I first met my wife, it was when my brother brought her home from a date. <laughs> he, I don't know if I knew that. He was dating her and uh, brought her home, and I'm sitting there in a and uh, I'm sitting in a pair of torn pajama shorts. Okay, watching a Notre Dame football game or a, base, a basketball game against UCLA, 
drinking free, uh, eating Fritos and drinking Tiger Red Pop. Mm, I wow. can remember exactly that moment. And my brother came in and cleared his voice, and uh, and I didn't pay attention to him the first time, and then he did it again, so I turned around. I thought, what do you want? And I saw her, and then that moment, I tell you, I said, that's a woman I could spend the rest of my life with. And, uh, and I plan on doing that. Well, I met my wife at Bethel College. Mm -hmm. We are both students there. Um, I was one year ahead of her. But um, she was a nursing major, I was a ministry major, and we met uh, in the springtime. Bethel used to take task force teams on trips, and uh, they weren't long trips because it was just over spring break. And so this, that particular year, they were going to churches in the Midwest, for the most part, uh, helping churches, whether it was passing out literature, house to house, or holding a special like VBS programs over, even though it was spring break. Different things. So uh, we were on a missions trip to Romeo, Michigan. Sounds romantic, doesn't it? Oh, and wow. uh, Orchards Community Church, uh, a, a missionary church up there. And uh, we were on the trip together, so that's where we, we met, got to know each other, and we uh, started dating after that trip. So uh, mm -hmm. that's where we met, and the rest is history, as they say. But um, I say the rest is mystery. Mystery? <laughs> 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 well, uh, I think we would, around this table would affirm marriage is good, Amen. and it's God's good gift. But um, I chose this passage today because I was reading an article recently, and it just talked about the decline of marriage um, in America and really around the world, mm -hmm. just um, how fewer and fewer people are getting married. And um, obviously there's multiple different reasons for that, um, from divorce to cohabiting to um, just singleness, which is, is fine and good, but I just thought it would be good to affirm for people that marriage is God's good gift uh, to humanity, and I don't know that we hear that in the world very often, and so I, I think it's good and right for us to say that. And this passage, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, is one of those passages that pastors tend to use at a wedding. I don't know, have, have either of you ever used this passage? Only it. 15, 20, 30 times, yeah. 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 I don't know if I have, to be honest with you. I've done so few weddings, I don't know my wedding messages that I've put together. Yeah. So um, I know I've at least looked at the passage, sure. but I don't know that I've, I've used it. I think I have, but I'm not positive. But um, let me start off by saying, first of all, I don't know that the passage was written about marriage. Sure. I think it's really written about just, you know, how... Uh, it is helpful to have a companion. Um, you know, it says two are better than one. They have a good return for their work, whether it, it's a companion in work, whether it's a companion and one falls down or friend can help them up and, you know, in traveling. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just curious, how are two better than one? Both just generally and then, if you want, or jump into, into marriage. Sure. Any thoughts from the passage? Well, back in Genesis, God said it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. Man, God, God is has been in a relationship for eternity, and we're created in in God's image, and so He created us to be in a relationship as well. And it's not good for us to be alone, and we all would we all would admit that if our wives take off someplace for a week or so, and we're sitting at home alone, it's not good. Mm, uh, so uh, I think that this idea of two being better than one mm -hmm. is because Missy has certain gifts that I don't have. 
I have certain gifts that she doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can um, uh, as we submit our gifts to one another, as, as it says in Ephesians, uh, then we're, our return is much, much better. Yeah, the, um, it reminds me of two lying together can keep warm. I was out with a, a group of friends. We were hiking on the Appalachian Trail. And we did it in the spring. And we didn't realize that it gets so much colder in the mountains than it does, you know, down around base camp. And so <clears throat> that night we made a fire. And I said, guys, you're going to want to put a hot rock in your sleeping bag. I think it's going to get really cold. So I made a hot rock for me. Um, and I stayed nice and toasty all night. My friends, however, did not. So they started getting cold. And so the two girls jumped into one sleeping bag and the two guys jumped into one sleeping bag. And we did not let the guys live down the fact that they were spooning all night. (laughs) We rode them on that the whole rest of college. But the truth is, is that, you know, when I think about me laying there with a brick or these two friends of mine laying together, I, I'd much rather lay with my wife. Um, you know, when I think about uh, those nights at home when um, Leah's not in bed with me, you know, the bed feels colder. Um, the whole house feels more empty when she's not there. And so I just think that there's not just a, a personality thing, but there, there's a real sense, um, that you, a real intangible sense that companionship brings into your life that you, you don't know you're missing it until you have it, and then you know it's not there when it's no longer there. And that's just something that I've just come to appreciate about Leah, is that just like, just like warmth, that you, can't, you can measure it, but it's, it's kind of invisible. That's what that companionship is to me. It's something that you just feel and you know, and it makes it everything all right. The verse ends, and... I've heard lots of pastors um, speak on this, and rightly so, because I think the passage can can rightfully be applied to marriage, but it ends, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've often heard it said, you know, it talks about two, 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 and then it ends with three. Mm-hmm. And uh, the application drawn is that there's a husband and wife, but that's only two strands. A third strand is when we invite God into our, our marriage. Yeah. And a uh, allow him to be that third strand that that ties our marriage together yeah and um, I think that's an important thing to remember that uh, marriage is God's good gift and and it's God's good gift to non-christians as well you mm-hmm. know it's, it's just part of the way he created the world whether people realize he's there or not um, it's God's gift um, to humanity but at the same time how much better when God is invited to be a part of it and a marriage is lived to glorify and to honor him and, and God is there to, to help us be the husbands and to help wives be the wives that he's called them to be. And, um, and verse 10 speaks of a support system. And that's, you know, over the extremely long time that Missy and I have been together, we've, each of us have, have experienced maladies of some sort. Mm-hmm. And the other person's always there to support them, to yep. help them, to encourage them, to, to bring them the... You know, the uh, well, a, a meal when they can't get up out of a bed, and uh, and that's just some of the blessings of being of being married. You, you, I don't. It's not that that Missy serves me. It's that I get to serve her. And right now she's in a fragile state, and I get to serve her. And I probably enjoy that as much as anything else yeah. there that there is. 
Well, you know, speaking to, you know, John's point, you know, like, I, I think over time, once we get through some of the bumps of marriage, like, we get to that point where our love matures. And when does that happen? Well, <laughs> there's a difference in, in immature marriage and more mature love, <laughs> okay. you know. Uh-huh. And I, I think that if you want to get that, I think that's what speaks to John's point, is that when God's a part of your relationship, and I've always heard us explain this way, is that as long as you and your spouse are both still moving towards God, you're still always going to be moving closer together. Right. Even if you disagree, even you can think about the newly met, newly newly meds, newlyweds who fight about everything and and just you know have it real childish, or you know the the older couple that still fights about everything, but it's not the end of the world when they fight. You know, like mm-hmm. as long as you're continually drawing close to God, that third cord, you guys will always be drawing closer to one another. And I just think it's good for us to hear, because we're not going to hear it in a lot of places in the world, that marriage is God's good gift. And so maybe for a point of application, for those who are listening who are married, and I should say, if you're single, the Bible affirms singleness. Um, There's nothing uh, lesser about that. But um, for those who are married, celebrate your spouse today, because they're God's good gift in your life. So... Thanks for listening. God bless and celebrate your spouse.